So it's 2 Timothy, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 to 5. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people we should turn away. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was written about 1,700 years ago in a letter to Timothy from Paul. And that would kind of be absolutely spot on if we were going to read the sun or the mirror or any other paper today that this time that we're living in is like the writer said in these last days that we're in them an absolutely incredible time around us for truth to shine for light to shine and for peace to reign that doesn't look like peace to me Amen. Now, this isn't something that's shot God. Oh, it's getting really difficult out there because these words in the Bible are, are, are there and this kind of time in the world has happened before. Well, as you know, Sid, well... The Bible shows us the times and what God had to do that he hasn't done and won't do yet today is that God had to stop everything. The world got so bad that God had to send the flood and wash away the world and the whole behaviour of sin in the world and because it got so messed up and so dangerously wrong and out of just out of the limits of any normal living that God had to send a flood and he spoke to a chap named Noah and Noah took just over 100 years to build the ark it didn't happen in a few months like heaven almighty but this was a guy who was willing to follow God with his family, a total of eight people. And it took over a hundred years for Noah to build the ark. Before, people didn't realise that, what are you building, mate, in the middle of the desert? I'm building an ark. God's told me to build a big boat to take in lots of people because there's a flood coming. What do you mean a flood? It's going to rain and it's going to rain so much that it's just going to flood the whole earth. 
Well, according to the Bible, the earth was watered from the dew of the ground, and the rain from the sky only happened at the time of the flood and afterwards. Before that, there was no rain. There was no skies, there was no rain clouds in the sky. And it's, it, it says that all the time people were coming in to see Noah, what are you doing? And ridiculing him. They used to get there, sit at picnics down on the floor and watch Noah working hard and laugh at him as he's building his ship. This, and, and ridiculed him. But God had got through to Noah and Noah was going to build that ark. And of course, this was inevitably going to happen because God had to clean the earth up. It got so bad. Worse, in fact, than it is today. How can it get worse? Well, you don't need to use your imagination. Don't. But it was necessary for God to do something so severe to wipe all the living things off the earth except for the animals and the, all the, the animals and birds and insects and all the things that went upon the ark and Noah, his wife and the six children. And the whole earth was washed. It says, in, in the Bible says in Genesis, that when it started raining, God shut the ark. God sealed it. Once he sealed it, there was no one getting in, there was no one getting out, and the flood came. Do you know, today, as Christians, Jesus is our ark. God has called us out of the world saying, there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. You need salvation. You need help. Don't trust the peace out there. It's never going to happen. You're never going to fix it. Doesn't matter how powerful you are. Doesn't matter how influential you are. You're never going to fix it. Jesus is the only way. In Matthew 24 Verse 37 and 38, it says this. But as in the days of Noah, so will it be with the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and getting married. It was just normal duty, normal things going on. Until the day Noah entered the ark. And then everything changed. I, seem to, I don't know which scripture it is in which version, but as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the last days. That's the one I remember. Now, the song you heard was talking about a covenant, which we're going to read about in a minute. Peace. We're talking about peace. This is... God didn't want to do that flood. He didn't want to send that flood. He didn't want to bring judgment on the world. In fact, this is how, it's incredible. He wanted to tell people, this is what might happen. This is what could happen. If you don't turn and recognise what you're doing is wrong. There was a man who was the oldest man living in the Bible. 
His name was Methuselah. He's the oldest man who ever lived. And his name means when he dies, it will happen. And I haven't, I've took this from a, a, a source I trust in very much. And on the very year that Methuselah died, the flood happened. God was showing signs, get in that ark, there's a flood coming. But because it didn't make sense to the logic, to the things that they'd never seen, they just ridiculed and carried on doing the debauchery and the stuff that pleased themselves of the day. It didn't make sense. It was like a fairy tale. They didn't think it was going to come. But this is the word of God we're talking about. Isaiah 54 verse 8 to 10 With a little wrath I hid my face from you for a moment but with everlasting kindness I will have mercy on you says the Lord your Redeemer for this is like the waters of Noah to me for I, as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Amazing in the book of Isaiah, the following chapter that talks about Jesus' death, burial and resurrection about his wounds and about his healing about his, his living comes this statement and it talks about the world being covered by the waters that for this is like the water of no, uh, the water of Noah to me for I've sworn that the waters of Noah will no longer cover the earth he won't do it again he didn't want to do it, he had to do it in order to deal with the world because it was so wicked. And he's not going to do it again. When we see the rainbow in the sky, it's to show us the promise that God is not going to flood the earth again. It's a promise in showing us that he did flood the earth. He did do it, but he's not going to do it again. But... I, I know one of my friends really enjoys seeing the rainbow and, 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 and everything about that and I'm going, yeah, it's really good. But I see the rainbow and I think, okay, that's great. That's a covenant that I can see that the God I'm worshipping is, was real and is real. But I like the next bit. He said that I would not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of my covenant of peace, peace be removed, says the Lord who has mercy on you. This is 
prophesying what's taking place when the sun was resurrected and the blood covered the mercy seat in heaven on the throne and the covenant of peace that Jesus bought for us the peace that the angel said to the, uh, to, said to the shepherds glory is a God in the highest peace on earth between men it's the same peace and that same peace that's settled between God and man is the same covenant of peace that you and I are walking in today. It's the same peace that we need to settle in, to recognise, to when, when we see this stuff going on around us, we need to take a step back. And practice peace. The peace that God's given us and put in our heart. Let me remind you of a couple of scriptures. John 14, 27. Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. If we get our peace from the world, the world can take away our peace. But we've got a covenant of peace that will not be removed. John 16:33, I've told you these things, Jesus said, so that in me you may have perfect peace. Perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. We know that, don't we? But be of good cheer, take courage, be confident, certain, undaunted, for I have overcome the world. I have deprived. <coughs> I have deprived it of its power to harm you. Jesus has deprived the power of the world to harm us. The only way the world is going to harm us is if we allow that. If we don't believe that Jesus has done that, then we've given license for the world to come into our lives and throw all kinds of fear and anxiety and pain into our lives. But if we think on what I'm talking to you about, if we give it thought, if we sit down in our homes and just sit quieten ourselves up, read these or think about them, we empower them and we bring that peace up through us it's an exercise that we we need to do it's an exercise that we need to do we need to exercise a manifestation of peace and live in that peace as much as we can in our daily life you know, peace is the power of the kingdom.
when all around you is despairing and falling down on Christ the solid rock I stand I put my foot on the rock so if I'm building my house on the rock building my house on the rock the storms come and the waves below and come charging at us it says in Matthew 7 24 and 25 that it will not fall And this has a key. In Isaiah 32, 17, it says, The work of righteousness will be peace. We have been made righteous by faith. A gift of right. We're accepted in the beloved. And the work of that, when we think about it, is peace. What happened to the things I've done wrong? They're gone. What happened to my awful, awful upbringing that makes me feel like I do? They're gone. What happens to the horror show that went on in my life that I can't seem to get out of my head? It's gone. We, all of us, in, on our journey out of works, out of trying to please God into righteousness and peace it's a journey where we let, allow an illusion to have control of our lives oh that's a bit fantastic fan, fantastical well when you're forgiven of something and it says like Stuart says as far as the east is from the west so my sins have been taken from me what am I going looking for them for if the very act that I did that was wrong that made me feel so bad didn't actually happen because God forgive me and if you ask God who's the one who knows you through and through do you remember that Lord what you want about well when I you know when man, I've been feeling like this for so long you can't justify me feeling like this I did this didn't I no, I can't. I've got. I don't know what you're on about. The Bible calls it a sea of forgetfulness. Some people are like that. I ain't going there. <laughs> <coughs> but this is the power of the new creation, guys. This is not get me off early. Oh, you lot just need to have a lean on God, and you can please yourself. Now this is about the reality of what's happened when we were born again. The things that happened in our lives as we've grown up have no effect on us. We've got no justification to feel condemned, to feel less of the person that God has made us, that I should carry the, the name that my brothers and sisters always call me all through my life, or that my dad or mum badgered with me and said, you were worthless, hopeless, no good, you're never going to amount to anything. That isn't what God's calling us that is not what we are we're priests and kings overcomers brought into the family of God accepted, forgiven, healed, blessed, delivered come on, this is it and all the areas of our life that are there and we're all in the transition the transformation is happening in the spirit we're just trying to believe it 
bit by bit, some days are better than other days. Some days you can do your hair, sometimes it just looks like, man, it doesn't matter what I do to it. And we believe that. But on the inside, nothing's changed. I'm still at one with God. I'm still liberated by the Spirit. I'm still at Shalom. And all that entails. And we have to let it out. Let him out. We saw it as driving a taxi through our life. And God's in the taxi. <laughs> We're driving God around in a taxi. And he's sitting there and saying, Stop here. Right. Okay, let me out. Okay. He actually doesn't get out. We do. Do this, do that to that person. Yes, Lord. Okay. Amen. Do it. Back in the taxi. Driver, start walking here. We're just walking around. He's in the taxi. Stop, stop, stop. Look over there. Where? Oh, yeah. Go over there. Can you take over there? And just go over and sort that person out. Needs a word of encouragement. Or just phone that person. Oh, so-and-so's been on my heart. Well, I'll put it there. Phone them. Speak to them. But I was going to go out and get that one to miss the bus. life are we living? Are we living his life? Or are we living our lives? And this is not designed to make you feel negative. Or just, just, it's just about, this is the reality of life. And God doesn't go, oh, man, nice to think he did. You should have done that, you know. Man, you wait now. You'll be in big trouble. I'm not going to bring that. I'm going to send someone else. You're not going to. No. You need to sort yourself out. God isn't like that. Maybe. Well, we'll organise it so next time you're ready. Thanks, Lord. Well, and it, it, <laughs> The work of righteousness will be peace. We can relax in our justification. Just, if, just as if I'd never sinned. Peace. Jesus steps in and takes away the fear of death. The fear of the scarecrow, the fear of Goliath, the fear of whoever's coming that wakes you up and realises that you're just a human being. Well, when you look... You need to step out of the human being and step into the grace and say, uh-uh, I'm that, that person any longer. I'm born again, washed in the blood. We have to learn to live in peace. And life is the teacher. This whole experience of our life is, going to, is designed to teach us for to have a relationship with God and to use the things he's invested in us. To receive means to take hold of and bring it to yourself. To take hold of, to believe it, 
shalom, to believe it, to take hold of it. Heart, I'm not talking information. We're not, we don't worship God with information. We, that, that tells us about God, know about God. And lots of people know a lot of things about a lot of things, but they don't know nothing really from the heart level from the level of our heart where it means it's, it's who, who I am That's, this, is, this is it this is who I am I just instinctively go to that person I am I don't instinctively go to the things that the world would take me to do otherwise that truth is not in my heart I'm instinctively a Christian do you go to church? yeah man you mean you don't? What are you doing? Can't, you can't live your life without knowing Jesus. Because it's who we are. Well, don't shy away from the opportunity to share who you are, do you? That's something new. Whoa, you don't, you're not my new car. I've just had a new house. I've just been and seen our, our daughter. She's just moving to a new house that she's renting at the moment. But we're all invited over there. Come on, I'm going to have a... Have a bit of a notion, show you around, look what we've got, these are the plans and hope and the imagination starts working and bang, we want to show you. Oh, the same excitement should be in us for, this is who I am, come and look at my God, <laughs> come and look at what he's got me, this is what he's like, don't you know, come and check it out. We need to follow Jesus in the way of peace. Otherwise, our lives will be as chaotic as people who are living in the world and there'll be no difference. And our words will amount to nothing. We need to experience that peace. And that's why in our daily lives, we can sit there and when people are pulling their hair out, not having any answers to any questions, Looking at the system and the, the way things are panning out outside and saying, well, it'll be all right in 10 years. Uh, all these austerity issues will be gone and the, 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 the government will have it set up and blah, 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 blah. Well, no. No chance. Ah, hallelujah. Should we just close our eyes? Hallelujah, Father. <coughs> right now, Lord, we stand in Christ Jesus. Absolutely secure. Nothing and no one can steal us away from you. Nothing and no one is able to get in and take us away from you. You are our peace. You make us and cause us to be content. Our justification has brought peace. We belong 
to a covenant of peace. Jesus, your title, the Prince of Peace. Father, your name and character, Jehovah Shalom. In the New Testament, you introduce yourself as the God of peace. Into more than half of the New Testament books, you're introduced as grace and peace. Grace and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. You've caused us to minister your peace in these last days. We trust you and your peace, Lord, and the power that comes from that. In Jesus' name. Amen.